Happy Friday, everyone. Here we are on August 12th. It is Friday morning. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. I'm Adam Wright. So happy to be with you today. And being Friday, it is most definitely Roadmap Roundup Day, which you gotta love. You gotta love. We got a special panel in with us today. More on that in a few minutes. But first, let's start the day as we always do in prayer, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. O most blessed mother, heart of love, heart of mercy, ever listening, caring, consoling, hear our prayer. As your children, we implore your intercession with Jesus, your son. Receive with understanding and compassion the petitions we place before you today. We are comforted in knowing your heart is ever open to those who ask for your prayer. We trust to your gentle care and intercession those whom we love and who are sick or lonely or hurting. Help all of us, Holy Mother, to bear our burdens in this life until we may share eternal life in peace with God forever. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's a fun night last night. It was back-to-school night at the kids' school, or as we like to call it, welcome home night. And uh, I, I remembered, you know, we're always asking that question, but this week in particular, we've been asking, Lord, how are you calling me to live my vocation today? And this year, one of the ways I've been called to live my vocation is to get involved at my kids' school through our school community association. That's what we call our home and school PTO. And uh, no one was stepping up to be the vice president slash president-elect. And, you know, I, I said... Not that I'm looking to do it, but if no one steps up, you can put me down. But if anyone has an inkling of, I'll do it, you know, by all means, let them let them take it. So here I am now, the vice president and slash president elect of the school community association. And we've got this welcome home night and I'm texting the president saying, hey, you know, we never talked about this, but is there anything I'm supposed to be doing tonight? You know, do I have any responsibilities? And she's like, actually, you know what, if you could come man the sign up table. Uh, because I got to go do something else halfway through the event. That would be great. So there I am at the sign-up table, and everybody's coming up, and, and they're saying, well, what's this all about? And I say, it's, it's volunteer sign-ups. Oh, well, what do you need me to do? And so we talk about the different opportunities, and a lot of people signed up right there and said, I'll sign up. I'll get involved. It'll be great. And then some said, do I have to sign up tonight? Or do you know? And then, of course, there are others that said, "Do I even have to sign up at all?" And we said, "Of course, everybody that signs up tonight gets a free snow cone." Now, granted, everybody that came to Welcome Home Night last night got a free snow cone, whether they signed up or not. So, a little false false carrot there. But there were some who very sincerely said, "I want to sign up to volunteer, but I just don't know what I can commit to yet. Is this my only opportunity?" And we said, "No, no. You'll have chances all throughout the year to sign up. Don't worry. We will be asking." And I was, I was sitting with that last night, praying with it, and I just thought, you know, that's the beauty of discernment sometimes, is knowing that, okay, I know I'm called to do something, but I'm not quite sure what it is yet, and that it's okay sometimes to say, so then I'm not going to rush and dive headfirst into something that may or may not be the right thing, but to take some time and just say, all right, I'm going to pray about this, I'm going to discern, I'm going to talk with my spouse, talk with my family, we're going to figure out you know, what's the best way for me to do something, what I'm being invited to do, what I'm being asked to do. And sometimes 
I'm a little impatient with the process, and I'm just like, well, I'm going to sign up for this, 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 and this, and this. And whether it's a good idea or not, that's what I'm signing up for. Commit me, do it now. And I take the sermon out of the whole process, and I get myself into a world of trouble. So today on the Roadmap Roundup, we're going to be talking about things that kind of keep us anchored, things that um, help us start the day on the right foot so that we don't end up doing that. Well, what am I just going to do today? You know, uh, I'll, I'll just do X, Y, and Z, and, and, and whatever comes along, that'll be fine. No, no, that's not not what we're going to do today. Um but for all of that fun, you got to wait till after the weather, and then we're going to dive into this. So let's, uh, I know I keep teasing you this morning. Let's go to the weather now, and then when we come back, we're going to be joined by Cassie O'Brien, Julie Gao, and Susan Martin for a special edition of the Roadmap Roundup this Friday morning. Now the weather. Today is the feast day of St. Francis de Chantal. Born in France in 1572, her mother died when she was just a year and a half old. Raised by her father, who was a politician, Jane grew up to be a popular and elegant young lady. And at the age of 21, she married Baron de Chantel, and together they had six children, but only three survived past infancy. In the seventh year of her marriage, her husband was killed by a friend in a gun accident. Jane took a vow of chastity, and her faith, already strong, grew even deeper. However, she had an extremely difficult time forgiving the person who'd accidentally shot her husband until, in 1604, she heard a sermon about love by St. Francis de Sales. After that Mass, Jane talked to St. Francis, and over time, he became her spiritual director. About three years later, with the guidance of St. Francis, Jane started a community for women who had been denied entrance into other religious communities. They would model the virtues of the Blessed Mother when she went to visit St. Elizabeth, which is why they came to be known as the Visitation Sisters. Focusing on humility and meekness, they became a cloistered community adopting the rule of St. Francis, and Jane took the name Sister Jane Francis. St. Francis de Sales wrote his famous treaty on the love of God specifically for the Visitation Sisters. But Jane's life continued to produce suffering. Her only son, her son-in-law, and her daughter died, followed by St. Francis. When all of France was besieged by the plague, she devoted all of her time and the resources of the Visitation Sisters to helping the victims. The visitation community grew quickly, and by 1641, they had expanded to 86 houses. While on a tour to visit some of her nuns, she died at the age of 69. St. Francis de Chantal, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. All right. Well, we have a very special panel on the Roadmap Roundup this morning. We're happy to welcome to the studio Cassie O'Brien, Susan Martin, and Julie Gao. They were with us for our summer radiothon, and we had so much fun. In fact, Dan Vonderhaar, I think, or no, Mike Roberts was your host, yeah. and, and we had so much fun. We said, we have to have you ladies back, and let's pick a Friday morning, and pick a Friday morning we did. So good morning to you all, and thanks for being here with us. Susan, I want to start with you, because uh, you know we, we've been talking about things by email here, and one of the things you brought up is when life gets chaotic, which last night, I, first off, I saw you at back-to-school night, yep, and... It's good to see you there. 
there are a lot of people that are like, I'm ready for school to start. Mm-hmm. And then there were a lot of people that were like, I am not ready for this. I still haven't finished labeling my school supplies, and I was supposed to drop them off tonight, and I don't have this, and I don't have that, and I've got like four days to figure all of this out, and ah, what am I going to do? Right. Um, what do you do? And you know, how do, how do you keep your compass pointed in the right direction? How do you keep your eyes focused on where they need to be when life gets it chaotic? It's so hard. And I, life can get chaotic for good things or bad things. Like, so maybe we had flooding last week. Life was chaotic. We had good things like a vacation. Life got chaotic. So for me, um, making the first part of my day like a conversation with God is essential. If I miss that, I'm, my compass is off. And I, um, I'm like a chicken with their head cut off. You know what I mean? So it's, it's praying, and it's, it's, a, it's a simple morning offering, um, a simple, like, dedication to Mary, and then hopefully, like, a rosary, which I'll usually do, like, on a walk or a run. And that, that helps, but it's not perfect. <laughs> yeah, but it, it keeps you grounded. It keeps right? me grounded, absolutely. Yeah, well, uh, you know... <sighs> The morning offering mm-hmm. and the rosary, in that order. Exactly. Um, when did you start doing this? Probably about a year ago. Okay. And I'm trying to add in there uh, an, a daily examine because at the end of the night, <laughs> I'm too tired <laughs> to do a daily examine. But I'm trying to add in like a three to five minute, maybe even two to three minute daily examine so to help me know where I need to focus my day my spiritual growth in the day. Let me ask you this question because we, you know I I remember growing up watching that show Reading Rainbow with LeVar Burton. Yeah, right? oh yeah, yeah. And at the end of the show, he's like, "We got some great books, but you don't have to take my word for uh-huh. it." And, I, and I'm always uh-huh. looking to do this with uh, the Rosary here because I am. Everybody knows at the end of the show, I'm going to tell all of you. You're listening right now, and you know, Adam. I already know what you're going to say at the end of the show. You're going to tell us pray your Rosary, and you're going to tell us right now to pray your Rosary. And you're right. I am going to tell you right now to pray your Rosary. But Susan, you started this about a year ago. How has your life changed since you started? praying the rosary what's what's the effect you've seen i'm more sensitive to my actions on others and um especially my actions towards my loved ones and uh that that's that's the main the main difference i it's not just my way or the highway it's more of a conversation between me and other people in my family like trying to see what do they need from me what could i do better that's it's been a great fruit, a great spiritual fruit. All right. See, there you have it. You don't have to take it from me. There's there's the fruit of the rosary. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. we got more Roadmap Roundup in store for you, but we know we want to keep we keep the morning moving for you. We've had a lot of coffee already in studio, <laughs> and we're going to have some more, and uh, they're going to have to tie me down to my chair because I'm going to start flying up to the ceiling here, but you're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. A prayer for the dead. God our Father. Your power brings us to birth, your providence guides our lives, and by your command we return to dust. Lord, those who die still live in your presence. Their lives change, but do not end. I pray and hope for my family, relatives, and friends, and for all the dead known to you alone. In company with Christ, who died and now lives, may they rejoice in your kingdom, where all our tears are wiped away. Unite us together again in one family to sing your praise forever and ever. Amen.
We were playing a little game during the break here. Who who got up the earliest? And Cassie O'Brien is the winner this morning. It wasn't even close. It's not like there was a close second. No 4 a.m. this morning? Yes. 4 a.m. You must have a pretty good morning routine then, too, Cassie. I mean, I remember we were talking about this getting ready for today's show, and um, one of the things I thought of, you know, September's coming up. We're just in the beginning of August, and here I am talking about some September. Shame on me. But, you know, we're going to hear a lot about stewardship in September, and we hear about time, talent, and treasure, and giving our first fruits to God. And, you know, we're all ready for that talk. We're all ready for that question. Did you give your first 10% of your income in tithing? And you should. It's a good thing. I, You know, I'm on board with that. But the other th- part of that is just giving of our day and giving of ourselves to God. And you quite literally, I mean, before, before you get to Cassie's day, you're giving the first part of your day to the Lord. So tell us about your morning routine. Well, you know, like we were talking about off air too, I do realize that because I am not married and have no children that this is a simpler task for me. But I discovered many years ago that I do need to give the first part of my day to God or my day is very much out of whack. And if I don't start it with him, I think of him less during the day. So I I've really developed a routine. You know, some people get up at 5 in the morning to go running for their spiritual health and I and I have just found that I have to get up at 5 in the morning so that I can give the first hour of my day to God. And that of course entails prayer and thanksgiving, but it also entails I will because of my job, I'm a landscaper and private gardener, um, I have to be on the job very early, so I'm not really able to get to daily mass. So what I do is I make sure that I at least every morning read the mass readings, um, and then I have a study Bible, so I'll go into them in more depth. Um, I'll say the rosary sometimes. Like what, what always is a constant with my morning routine is prayer and thanksgiving and the mass readings. And then I really just kind of let the Holy Spirit direct me on what else I do. Sometimes it's, you know, reading a theological book um, or I just started reading um, St. Teresa of Avila's story of her life, um, whether it's a meditation book or the rosary. But I make sure definitely that I get in that hour before I get on the internet, before I check my email, before anything. And it's just vital for me because I know myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, one of the things you said there that I want to go back to, because I mean, my during the break you were saying, well, my morning routine's got to be a lot different because you, you live by yourself, you're not, you don't have any kids that you have to get ready in the morning, and, and we have like just absolute craziness, pandemonium in the right house um and I, I'm, I'm i'm still looking for some shoes that's what i'm missing for next week nice. for going back to school or the shoes the the eight million pairs of shoes that we have bought our children and they can barely find one um but you said you know you can't make it to mass in the morning because of your job and i think so often you know there's so many parents that they want to make it to mass in the morning but they have to feed their children breakfast right. mm-hmm. and they have to drive them to school, so you know, six thirty a.m. mass probably out because they're getting everybody up and getting them ready. Um, maybe there's seven a.m. mass. Well, that might be out because they've got to get out the door to get 
to school and then you think 8 a.m. mass maybe they can go to that but if they're going to get out in time to pick their kids up from school they might have to get to work right away so they can get their work done and get out and pick their kids up from school so now all of a sudden eight o'clock mass isn't an option and if they're lucky maybe nearby there is a 12 noon mass or something that they can go to on their lunch break which i know a lot of people do and and you know thank god for the opportunity to go be with him during noon mass um but that you just gave us a concrete thing. Pray with the readings. You can't go to mass. Okay. Well, don't say, well, I can't go to mass. I guess I won't do anything. Pray with the readings. So what what does that look like for you? You said you have a study uh, book that you use with that. But right. So I will I will for the Old Testament readings. I really like the Revised Standard Version Catholic Edition. And for the Old Testament readings, I have my Ignatius Bible. But for the New Testament readings the Ignatius Study Bible has been out for some time. And the the footnotes and the comments of that really helped me understand things. And um, they also, um, oh, I've lost my train of thought. Well, it, but it, that is excellent. It's <laughs> oh, excellent. I know what I was going to say is that um, I will read not just what the reading is for the day, but I will read a little before it and a little after it so that I have better context. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so there you have it. You can get up a little bit earlier. You know, there may not be 5 a.m. mass where you are, but you can get up a little bit earlier and pray with the readings. And if you just want a good, you know, there's so many good resources out there, whether it's your, you know, I have a daily hand missile that has some pretty good footnotes for the daily readings. Mm -hmm. There's Magnificat. There are resources online. There are all sorts of commentaries. You know, find the one that works for Mm -hmm. you, right? But the key to this you're going to get up early yeah. <laughs> is you have to go to bed on yeah, time too. Yeah. I'm oh, pretty man. disciplined about getting to, to bed at a decent time so I at least get seven hours of sleep because that's what I know that I need in the least. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break here in just a second. Then we, Julie's sitting back there silently, quietly waiting to chime in here. Yeah. And you're gonna, you, we're, we're going to go to you, Julie, here in a little bit. Um, but we are going to take a really quick break. And then when we come back, I think we're going to spin the wheel of fun. Maybe find out if we're going to play a little catequiz this morning, mm. do a little Bible trivia. I don't know what we're playing for today because, uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't picked a prize One yet. But we'll, we'll go to the Covenant Network Prize Depot. Uh, back in the in the supply closet there we'll, we'll find something really good you're listening to roadmap to heaven we'll be back in just a few minutes invocation of the nine choirs of angels O holy angels watch over us at all times during this perilous life O holy archangels be our guides on the way to heaven O heavenly choir of the principalities govern us in soul and body O mighty powers preserve us against the wiles of the demons O celestial virtues, give us strength and courage in the battle of life. O powerful dominations, obtain for us dominion over the rebellion of our flesh. O sacred thrones, grant us peace with God and man. O brilliant cherubim, illumine our minds with heavenly knowledge. O burning seraphim, enkindle in our hearts the fire of charity. Amen. We're back, and, and before we spin this wheel, it's a fun wheel. Um, Susan, you were saying something before during the break, too, kind of piggybacking on what Cassie was just saying, that for those of us that maybe we can't make it to Mass, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe we're listening to Mass right here on Covenant Network, which we, we air twice a day, or 
um, you're, you're listening online somewhere, that just the beauty of making that spiritual communion and, and how wonderful of a gift that is. Absolutely. Well, sounded like Cassie basically recreates as best she can, like a mass, you know, at least the liturgy of the word in her home. So I was like, Cassie, do you ever do a spiritual communion? And, you know, she said, yeah. And the best thing is like during the mass that they air on Covenant Network is it's worked in there. I never really paid much attention to it before COVID, but during COVID, we all had to make spiritual communions. And so I think it's, that's uh, it's a great a great tool. Like Jesus, I want you to come into my heart. Yeah, that's something we have to ask. We have to ask uh-huh. him. He's not going to force himself on us. But what a beautiful thing we have the opportunity to ask him every day. All right, let's let's give this wheel a spin here and find out uh, what we're going to do this morning. We're going to see how how many points we can get. You're working as a team this morning. Oh, and it's Spinner's Choice. So I'm going to go ahead and start with a a little bit of Bible trivia for you this morning. Um, you know, we're talking about short, practical things that are helpful. So if you want to read the shortest gospel, which of the four gospels is the shortest gospel? Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John? We think it's Mark. You think it's Mark? That is correct. All right, let's give it another spin here. Find out where we're going on the Wheel of Fun this morning here on Covenant Network. Our next... So you've got one point. Now we're going to go back to Bible <laughs> yeah. trivia. All right. Hey, speaking of all the rain we got the other day, it was a good reminder for this. Did you know the ark was built out of gopher wood and the measurements, cubits are about 18 inches per cubit. But how many of each animal, this is a softball one, how many of each animal did Noah take on the ark? Um, is it two? Are you, are you, are you really unsure, Cassie? Two. Well, we're pretty I could yeah. totally overanalyze this because didn't he take like two of every animal, but he had consecrated animals and un- unconsecrated animals? I don't know about that. I just know he took two of each, and and I still ask why did he take two mosquitoes? But you know, right, right, all right. There's two points here. Let's see what we're going for next. Uh, oh, more Bible, Bible trivia. trivia. You, the Wheel of Fun likes the Bible today. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of the, let's go back to the ark here. How many days did Noah live on the ark? It's forty, right? Forty. Yeah. We're gonna go with four zero. You're gonna go with four zero. Good Bible number. That's that. So yes, I think I might have a bad question here because that's how many days it rained. So we're gonna say at least forty. You've got that. I need to go back and look that up. I yeah. Another another over. Question to overanalyze. Let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, as many right. days as it took the dove to bring yeah. back the let branch. Me get, let me pull up my USCCB. Oh, now we're getting philosophical. I'm going to give you philosophical yeah. points there. That's USCCB three there. And I'm going to look at All right. Let's, let, let's give it. Uh, let, let's see. What, look, we're going to go for double points here. Oh, now you got a cataquiz question Uh-oh. for you today. You're going to. We have an RCIA it. teacher amongst us, that. so <laughs> I think we got this in the bag. It's not me. <laughs> What's the third commandment? Gonna give it to you guys since you just put me on. The show. <laughs> okay, okay, we just talked about this on the show. Um, keep holy the Sabbath. That is correct. That yeah, puts you, Susan. We're at four points, and here for our last question to see if we can cross the five threshold because that was a double point question. Uh, oh. You almost got extra grace there. You almost got extra grace. Let's go with one more cataclysm question, and then uh, we're going to go 
from there. <laughs> uh, which type of sin takes away sanctifying grace from our souls? Venial sin or mortal sin? Oh, yeah, mortal, for sure. Yeah. Oh, mortal sin. That is correct there. <laughs> You, you you have that correct. So we, we have some winners this morning. Uh, if you want to play the catechism, you got to know your catechism. you got to study. And uh, I'm feeling kind of generous today. So anybody that, that calls in, not right now because I don't have anyone here to answer the phones, but if you, call, if you remember to call in at 8 o'clock today, I'll answer the phone, and I'll send you a copy of Frank Sheets' Theology for Beginners just for uh, nice. being a fan of the catechisms. Oh. But you, you got I'm going to put it on you to go to the Internet and find her phone number and look it up. you got to do your own homework. That's your quiz this morning. We're going to take another break here, and then when we come back, we're going to continue talking about some of our habits for daily living and giving things over to God. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. A prayer to St. Raphael, the Archangel. Glorious Archangel St. Raphael, Great Prince of the Heavenly Court, illustrious by thy gifts of wisdom and grace, guide of travelers by land and sea, consoler of the unfortunate and refuge of sinners, I entreat thee to help me in all my needs and in all the trials of this life, as thou didst once assist the young Tobias in his journeying. And since thou art the physician of God, I humbly pray thee to heal my soul of its many infirmities, and my body of the ills that afflict it, if this favor is for my greater good. I ask, especially for angelic purity, that I may be made fit to be the living temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Julie, uh, we're, we're going to talk about one of my favorite passages of Scripture here, and it comes to us from St. Paul to the Thessalonians, and his first letter to the Thessalonians, uh, so so great that he wrote them twice, you know. Um, but in chapter 5, verse 18, is one of the, the great lines of the New Testament, in all circumstances, give thanks. And when we were prepping today's show and we were talking about some of your spiritual disciplines, I mean, I, this passage jumped out at me because, I mean, when we talk about starting off the day, I mean, right off the bat for you, you've got a litany of thanks that you're praying for so many people and so many things. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I'm kind of laughing with, so I feel like I'm so opposite of my friend Cassie over here who has this like devoted hour, right? And when I'm not an early riser, and so when I do wake up, my first thoughts are, you know, thank you, God, for this day. Thank you mm. for my husband who's next to me. Thank you nice. for the daughter who's down the hall, right? And then as the day goes on, I am just, uh, when I do various tasks, giving them up to God or thanking God as I'm, I'm doing tasks, if you will, uh, I think it is so important to have that grateful heart. I feel like that positive mindset Having those four, eight thoughts, you know, Philippians 4, 8, I feel that is so important. Uh, and I just, I try to live that the best that I can. And I, I do realize that there are times when uh, we talked about maybe chaos or, you know, maybe my heart is heavy or it's hurting or something, right? I mean, we're all human. And I'll meet someone and they may say, how are you? And at that point, I don't want to be negative and tell them, oh, woe is me and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So uh, usually my typical answer is, I'm blessed. Yeah. How are you? Mm-hmm. And I, because I, I'm always trying to keep that positive. 
So when, when you're thinking of all these people that you're grateful for, you know, um, one of the things I love to do is to tie certain prayers to certain actions. And, we, t- you know, Mother Angelica talked about this quite a bit, th- this idea of being holy wherever you are. You know, so if you're, if you're doing the dishes, be holy doing the dishes. If you're at work doing your work, be, be holy at work doing your work. And so, you know, I actually have one friend. Um, I, I know a, a couple of people who do this, probably more than I'm thinking of right now, that they have prayer cards in their bathroom so that when they're brushing their teeth, mm-hmm. you know, they might not be praying out loud you know, because that'd be a little weird and awkward, you know, but they are praying even while they're brushing their teeth. So do you have specific things that you tie to specific activities, like feeding the dog. Do you, do you do something when you feed the dog? Oh, Adam, yes. <laughs> she does. I know it's silly, but every time I feed the dog, I'm thanking God for continuing to bless and protect Grandpa and Tim and Colleen and James and Andrew and Samantha. I think that is just so important to do that multiple times throughout the day. I, I also, I do have like a flip, my daughter gave me a flip calendar so that's in my closet. So when I'm in there, I'm reading Bible verses. And uh, I've got Bible verses kind of throughout the house. So when I'm look wherever I am, I can see and I can be reminded of, of his word and, and God's goodness. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. you think that's yeah. so fun that she has a routine that she ties to things like yeah. feeding the dog? Like it's her cue, it's, pray for these people. Right. And I when I when I walk my dog. Because we're not dog people, but we did get a dog over COVID, right? So smart, right? Uh, (laughs) So I thank God. Thank you for the chance to take care of something else. (laughs) And for my children to have something else to take care of. So we don't, it's not just all about us. That's a beautiful mindset. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that changed things. I'm a lot nicer to the dog when I walk him and the dog wants to sniff everything. It's a, it's, it's a. It's a York, York, uh, yeah. Yorkie mix, so it wants to sniff everything. It oh, wants yeah. to pee on everything, right? Yeah, right. And, uh, <laughs> so it's a dog. It's a dog. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a dog. dog. And it's kind of annoying. It's yappy where it's third owners, I think, it's because it annoyed oh. everyone else. <laughs> oh, my God. But so, I thank it for that. But I love that you talked about Philippians 4.8 because I think it is like putting good things in your head. And I have yeah. a tendency not to put good things in my head. So can we read that real quick? Yeah. Let's see. It says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is mm-hmm. lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. That is mm-hmm. that is beautiful. We're coming up against a, uh, a pretty hard break here that we need to take because we still need to get our check-in with Doug Barry today on spiritual warfare, and I, and I don't want to neglect that. But I want to ask maybe a little lightning round question here. Um, we, we often reflect on the fact that Christ is in each one of us, you know, that, and, and he was very explicit about this in Matthew 25. When you do this for this person, you do this for me. And when you didn't do it for this person, you didn't do it for me. So we have a chance, um, I think it was the late Cardinal Francis George who said this, to serve Christ in front of us every day. And that sometimes that's where attention should be. So when you, you know, we've been talking about morning routine all morning, but then you got to go out the door at some point, you know, Cassie apparently earlier than others. Um, <laughs> you, you've got to go out the door at, at some point. How do you encounter Christ when you encounter them? Well, I'll tell you that 
every time I get into the cab of my truck, the thought comes to me to, and so it's, it's not from me. It's the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, reminding me. But my, my thought when I get into the cab of my truck and I start my truck up is every person that you see and encounter today is the holiest thing outside mm. of the Eucharist that you will encounter. And it helps me to treat people I come across as though they're holy. Yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. Um, well, I am every day, whether that's in the morning or mid-morning or afternoon, whenever I can get to my <laughs> Jesus calling, as I am doing that, I always ask the Holy Spirit to please guide my heart my mind and my words as I am being obedient to Christ. And so when there are conversations or uh, people that I meet or whatever, if, if I'm not sure where this is going or what, how I'm feeling, I will say that quick prayer, Holy Spirit, please come and help guide my words. So it's that, that just that quick little reach out so that I can feel like I am giving the glory to God when I am doing whatever it is that I'm doing. That's beautiful. All right. Susan, what about you? Especially like the people you meet out there, like that obnoxious guy asking you to sign up for things, volunteering <laughs> at, for, at a back for to school, school night. community yeah. association it's events. A new school. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, well, this is something I need to grow in. I have a concrete memory of, especially, this is not you, Adam, but like people who are quote unquote my and enemies is the wrong word, but someone that you're not in tune with, right? Yeah. Someone who's, I try to remind myself, God loves them as much as he loves me. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they are yes. a vessel of the Holy Spirit. And it really helps to guide my thoughts. So that, that's what I try to remember is like every, I, I try to, sometimes I try to picture a flame yeah. on people's heads. You know what I mean? That's cool. To, yes. That yeah, is. that they are holy. They're consecrated. And it works in all situations. It works like if you're um, ever ever tempted to demoralize someone. To, to plagiarize St. Paul again, the, I, the way I put it is this thorn in my side is a grace. Uh-huh. You know, because not, nine times out of ten, this thorn in my side isn't an actual thorn. It's, it's a person who, you know, for whatever reason, either I'm rubbing them the wrong way, they're rubbing me the wrong way. But they're a child of God, and, and they're trying to be holy too. Most often it's someone – that's the hardest one is when we're on the same mission. You know, we both mm-hmm. get it. But there's something about it. It's like, oh, that person just they they, mm-hmm. they really right. annoy me. And it's like, no, that that person now is a grace because they're an invitation to grow in patience, an invitation to grow in love, an invitation to grow in understanding. Uh, we are going to take a very very quick break here. When we come back, we're going to be with Doug Barry to uh, wrap up our first week on spiritual warfare here, and then we'll get you a check of the weather and the daily dose of encouragement after that. And then we'll have a chance to wrap up with Julie, Susan, and Cassie. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. Prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. 
Hello, podcast listeners. This is Adam Wright for Covenant Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And while you're at it, share it with your friends. And now back to the Roadmap to Heaven podcast. We've come to the end of this week talking about spiritual warfare with Doug Barry. And I have a Latin phrase, Doug, that I love. Christus vincit, Christ victor. I think back to a time it was when we ordained, well, we didn't ordain, the bishop ordained some priests here in St. Louis. I sang in the choir. Again, know your role from yesterday. (laughs) I don't have holy orders. I can't ordain anybody, but I can sing in a choir. And at the end, we were singing Christus Vinci, Christus Reignat, Christus Imperat. And, And it was majestic and regal, and it reminded me that at the end of this life, Christ is victorious in this battle of good versus evil, of God versus the devil. But it also reminds me that that's not a guarantee that I'm going to make it through this battle without some wounds, without some scars, or maybe even as a casualty. That actually is a phrase that sounds like it should be shouted on a battlefield from a mountaintop, you know, because it has that kind of power, the victory of Christ. You know, in my more than three decades of traveling and speaking all over the country and outside the country, one of the number one comments you hear from people is, Well, you know, Doug, I don't worry so much about these things because I've talked about Marian prophecies as we've done on the show here. And, you know, you talk about the coming chastisements or past chastisements that have happened. Oh, I don't worry about that, Doug, because in the end, we know that God wins. I will always say this. I don't like hearing that. All right. I mean, Adam, it's one of the things that has really started to irritate me more than ever is people come up. Oh, we know who wins in the end, so I don't worry about it. I have never questioned who wins in the end. I don't question that. Christ is victorious. This is not a question I have to argue. You know, we see the images on the internet sometimes of Jesus sitting there arm wrestling with the devil as if there's an equal balance of competitiveness here between the two. The devil is a created being. Christ is the creator as, of course, the Trinity, part of the Trinity. The God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the creator, not even anything close to this. I, I, I get tongue-tied over this. I'm so frustrated sometimes. But the collateral damage along the way, the chaos along the way. How many more souls? How many more people lost? How many more babies aborted? How many more people human trafficked? You know, trafficked out the human trafficking. How many more people, how many more marriages turned upside down and and obliterated? How many more people suffered because of contraception? Christ wins in the end. God wins in the end, absolutely without a doubt. But along the way, there will be collateral damage, as you said, wounds and cuts and abrasions. And and there will be people out there who are still going to suffer and hurt that don't have to addictions, drug addictions, porn addictions, gambling addictions, domestic violence, all these types of things. Our job is to minimize the chaos on the battlefield as much as have confidence that God is going to win in the end. I still want to do everything I can to lessen the damage along the way. And this is something that we have to be getting our mind around and not just kind of toss off the attitude, well, God wins in the end, therefore I'm not going to get worked up about this. Well, it's not about getting anxious over these things, but it's about having a dedication to the mission. And the fact that Christ calls us in this world to go out, even to the point where some are martyred as the first 12 apostles, 11 of the 12 were martyred, okay, that was a dedication and commitment that even though they knew, if anybody, that Jesus was coming again a second time and that God would win in the end, but they still went out and even gave their lives to try to lessen the damage in this battle. So I just say, yes, God wins in the end, but along the way, there's going to be a lot of chaos, a lot of damage. We see it happening right this moment. Even at this very moment, we do this this radio spot. We have got to be engaged in the battle to lessen that chaos and damage. You know, Doug, the way I think of it is looking back at World War II. We know, history has taught us, that the Allies were victorious, that Mm -hmm. the good triumphed. However, that doesn't mean 
that the enemy didn't take some troops out along the way. Not everybody came home from the battlefield. Yeah. And, you know, while we are all going to die at some point in this earthly life, what we're talking about here is spiritual death on the battlefield, that dying outside of that state of grace. We read in Revelations about the dragon's tail taking a third of the stars out of the sky. Christ wins. But am I going to be in the way of that tail, or am I going to be out of the way of that tail throughout yeah. this life? Yeah, I was in an airport one time, Corpus Christi, I think is where it was. It was somewhere down in Texas. And I remember seeing a man, I was waiting for my flight, and there's a man off to the side, and he had a cap on World War II ship. I think, he, you know, one of those types of caps. And you, I've always appreciate, you know, any any soldier that's that's suffered and sacrificed. And so I went up to him, I said, sir, thank you. World War II is a tough time. I really appreciate your service. He's a very old gentleman, probably 90s, early 90s. He said one thing to me, Adam. He said, a lot of boys didn't make it home. And he turned and walked away. That was all he said. So at this age, he still felt that, that that would come out of his mouth. A lot did not make it home. And you're absolutely right. We have got to be concerned about how many people are losing their faith, especially with more relativism, really kicking our backsides all over the place these days. People have watered everything down and it is really turning us upside down. We have got to realize that souls are on the line, lives are on the line. Even though God wins in the end, we still need to reach out with love and charity in the best way possible to reach as many as we can physically and spiritually. All right. Well, Doug, this has been a great week. Next week's going to be even, well, I'm not going to say even better, but it's going to be a great addition (laughs) to this because we're going to talk about the tools that we have in our everyday disciplines and prayer life. Until then, Doug, it's been great to be with you. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate it always. All right. Prayer for God's blessing of one's daily work. O Lord, my God, creator and ruler of the universe, it is your will that human beings accept the duty of work. May the work I do bring growth in this life to me and to those I love and help to extend the kingdom of Christ. Give all persons work that draws them to you and to each other in cheerful service. I unite all my work with the sacrifice of Jesus in the Holy Mass, that it may be pleasing to you and give you glory. I beg your blessing upon all my efforts. With St. Joseph as my example and guide, help me to do the work you have asked and come to the reward you have prepared. Amen. As the week draws to a close, we know that we're just one day closer to our teens and college students heading off to school. So here with a final daily dose of encouragement on things she'd like to share with those teens and college students is Patty Schneier. Well, I'm hoping I'm just saying practical advice that parents are already saying to their teens. That's what I'm really hoping. And if parents, if you haven't said these things, then just Copy it all. Share it all. Repeat it all. Here's the last one on this Friday. I think this was huge in my own growing up as well. It saved me a lot of heartache. My parents stressed this a lot, and I would say this to all young people. Be aware of your environment. Environment is crucial. The places you allow yourself to go. Look around. Ask yourself, is this place and are the people that are here, is it a place of virtue, light, goodness? Is it wholesome fun? Or is this a place of sin, darkness, no self-control, no boundaries where behavior is out of control? Is this a place that is unhealthy or unsafe in any way? If it is a place where you are tempted in any way to do something that you know is not right, the quickest, surest way of preventing yourself from making a bad decision is just remove yourself physically. Get out 
leave. Use any excuse you have to, but remove your body from the environment. Get out of the car. Get out of that dorm room. Leave the party. Get out of that house. It could save your life. So be aware of your environment. Be aware of your environment is a great lesson for us today, Patty, and a great way to wrap up this week. And friends, if you'd like to share any of these lessons with a young adult or a college student, teenager in your life, well, be sure to visit OurCatholicRadio.org, click on the Programs tab, and you can share the Daily Dose of Encouragement with them today. We're back, and we're wrapping up today's Roadmap Roundup, talking about how we start the day with morning routines and then going out into the world. And it never fails, though. We were talking about this before the grace, Susan and I, uh, before the break, I should say. Although the break was a grace, too. The, the, this thorn in my side is a, is a grace. And sometimes in life, there just are those people that uh, rub us the wrong way. And Cassie, you had a, a great suggestion, especially for those people that, you know, maybe they just get us so worked up, we can't help but resent them. Right. What do we do, Cassie? So I learned um, almost 20 years ago from some really great people that sidled up next to me that um, if I pray for um, a person whom I resent for 30 days straight that they would have everything that I want, that after 30 days I, I might be surprised that I don't resent them anymore. And lo and behold, it, it happens. So it's, it's really hard because, you know, sometimes I will admit it, there have been people in my life that um, I've had some grudges against, right? And I like resent, I'll even tell God, that I even resent that I have to bring them into my prayer time with him, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, what happens is, is that in the process of me praying for another person, what God is doing by his grace is healing something inside of me that needs to be changed. Because mm. there's a reason, it's not all on that other person why I've got this resentment. Yeah, mm. yeah. Sometimes that, that is on us as well. Julie, what about you? Any final thoughts today as we wrap up? You, you were the last one to get to, to jump into the conversation, so we'll give you the, the last word. Anything you want to share with us as we go about praying for other people or just trying to see things through their eyes? or You, know, you, you oh, had something else during the break, too, and I, and I forget exactly what it was. but Well, that, well it started when I said that I just re- fairly recently learned, I mean, within the last couple of years, to actually pray for those people. And then that's when Cassie said, take that a step further and pray 30 days straight, which I thought was pretty powerful. Uh, But I I do think that even just in um, this whole um, gathering today of us, when you were talking about, you know, how do we grow in holiness? And you really, I just want to thank you because it really made uh, me reflect on what am I doing and what more can I do? And we can always do more, but it is by the grace of God, I feel that when he's opening the doors for us to learn more, to learn more about our Catholic faith, to learn more about growing in holiness, because that is ultimately what we want to strive for every day. And we want that for our Mm -hmm. families and our friends too. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's making me think of the words of our Lord in the Gospel, um, 
you know, the, the world teaches you to hate your enemies, but I say love your enemies, right? And what's the, the greatest thing we can do to love them is to will for them to go to heaven, which means to love them. We, we have to do mm-hmm. things that would help them get to heaven. And sometimes that can be very practical. Sometimes there can be people in our lives that we want to, you know, like our children, our, our siblings, our parents, um, our best friends, that it's really easy to say, I might have a, a visible impact on their holiness. Other times there are people that we are so remote from, but they make decisions that affect us every day, whether it's the big boss of the company or, you know, the the person in this leadership position in our local community, in our nation, in our world, whatever it may be. You know, we could probably name five people if we thought of it right now. Um, Pray for them. You know, especially if like that person does a really bad job. Well, are you praying for them to have mm-hmm. wisdom? Are you praying for them to make good decisions? Or are you just saying, oh, that person really, I could do that better. So I wish they'd just go away. No, we got to pray for them. We have to pray for them. We are out of time. So let's pray now. And maybe as we pray, think of that person that you, you hope that they would go to heaven today that maybe you normally wouldn't pray for. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world world without without end. end. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of Peace, pray Pray for for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray pray for us. us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Mm -hmm. Hey, when we come back with you Monday morning, it's going to be a feast day. It's the Solemnity of the Assumption of the Blessed Blessed Virgin Mary, so we'll have to have a little bit of fun and a whole lot of Marian devotion on Monday morning, but that's Monday. Today, let's get through Friday. Let's get through the end of the week. Remember to go to confession this weekend if you need to, and go to Mass. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. I'm Cassie O'Brien. I'm Julie Gao. I'm Susan Martin. Pray your rosary today.